Land Conquest. Let's talk about value add improvements. Now, value add improvements, uh, that's kind of just a fancy way of saying improving the property's value by making some improvements to it. So a typical value add tactics with land. Uh, there's a bunch of them that you can do. I'm not saying that we do many of these often, but they are possibilities. And depending on your niche, you may decide that you can focus on one of these areas to improve the value of the properties that you are buying. Uh, number one, a survey. Also, you can do a perk test, brush clearing, lot splits. You can put in infrastructure. You can sometimes remove trash or debris. Access improvements. Fencing. A feasibility study. You could get permits. You could do an oil, gas, or mineral search. And you can also change zoning and do annexation to a city. So there's a lot of different options here in order to improve value of a particular property. So we're gonna go into these one by one. Let's start with surveys. The survey is the measurement and mapping of a piece of land. Now this generally includes a map or plat as well as marking the site uh, physically on site with flags or stakes. Now this may make sense if the survey has never been completed or is very old that is on file. Now a survey is also helpful where the property borders need to be clarified. There's some sort of dispute on the property lines or uh, something like that, or, or the property line is unclear between neighbors, it's sometimes a good idea to do a survey. Uh, survey costs depend on kind of the search's complexity, the property shape, the acreage, and the supply and demand of licensed surveyors in the area. Sometimes surveyors are in uh, steep demand and it's hard to get a hold of surveys to do, surveyors to do your work, and consequently the prices seem to be higher in those type of areas. Now, in some areas, this is almost always a buyer expense. In others, it's customary for a seller to provide a survey. And a survey is optional for many transactions if an existing survey is on file. A couple other things I'll note. A survey sometimes is required by the attorney or title company, the closing company that you're dealing with in order to purchase a property. If the legal description is not accurate or adequate, they might say, hey, you need to get a survey in order to close this deal. And the other thing is for surveys, I generally will only do them if it's something that's kind of glaring that will you know, cause some immediate uh, value add to the property. A lot of times we won't do surveys unless there's a specific need for it. Perk test. Now, perk test, a perk test is a soil evaluation to determine if the property can support a septic system. A septic system is necessary to build in a location that does not have access to the public sewer system. Completing a perk test or soil evaluation gives buyers the peace of mind that the property will support a septic system and will likely be buildable. That's likely the, the, the biggest hurdle that you'll find in a lot of these areas. Now, perk test costs vary considerably and may be anywhere from $400 to $4,000, depending on the area, the contractor's availability in that area, the test area size. Are they going to test the whole entire large property or are they just going to test a little area? And the needed equipment to conduct the test. Sometimes they just dig, uh, do like a hand auger type thing to drill these holes, and sometimes they use a backhoe in order to dig the holes. Brush clearing. Brush clearing is a common thing that we do, depending on the property. 
and it can be a great way to add value to a property. This could be helpful if a property is really overgrown and not easily accessible. Clearing access or paths throughout the property will allow prospective buyers to see what they are actually buying. This is usually a good idea if a property has, has been really overgrown or has an overgrown easement access. Brush clearing can be done with specialized equipment or with hand tools in some specific situations. Costs vary considerably for brush clearing depending on the area, the type of brush, and the availability of contractors in the area. Um, you'll notice the availability of contractors in an area is a common theme with a lot of these value add things. Uh, some areas have a uh, large you know, availability of contractors and some areas do not. And generally, if they do not, the prices are higher. Lot splits. Lot splitting is dividing an existing parcel into multiple smaller parcels of land. The goal with lot splitting would be to sell off the smaller parcels individually at a higher price per acre. In some areas, lot splitting is easy and only requires using a surveyor or developing a new legal description for each parcel. In other areas, the process is extensive and requires multiple level, levels of approval from the municipality. Costs can range significantly depending on the requirements of the area. Infrastructure. Now, infrastructure in this context means the installation of utilities such as electricity, water service, sewer connection, or septic installation, road installation, and gas at the actual property. The property values will increase by connecting to the main utility connections and installing these services at the potential building site. Infrastructure investments are generally costly and may only make sense in certain situations. Adding infrastructure can take a significant amount of time in certain areas due to the regulatory approvals and the availability of contractors. Uh, this is sometimes a, a good way to add value if you are trying to make it as turnkey as possible for a potential buyer. The more infrastructure you add, the, in theory, the higher the value of the property. Trash or debris removal. Uh, removing trash and debris from a property can be an easy and cost-effective way to increase the value of a property. Vacant land can sometimes be a magnet for illegal dumping, which is kind of a common issue. The lack of trash and debris will generally boost the property's perceived value to a potential buyer. The trash and debris removal costs will vary considerably based on the quantity, type, accessibility, and availability of contractors. We've had all kinds of debris properties over the years. Uh, sometimes it'll be something like a, a really run-down mobile home, which would be considered trash or debris. Also, it could be something such as large amounts of tires. We've had that as well. But in, uh, in general, um, removing trash can sometimes be a nice value add that doesn't cost a whole heck of a lot, uh, depending on the quantity of debris, obviously. Access improvements. Now, if a property is located on a dirt road, private road, or other type of easement, the condition of that access will impact the property of value. Access improvements may include grading a dirt road, adding gravel, paving, or mulching an access easement. Sometimes minor improvements such as filling large ruts and potholes can drastically improve the marketability of your property. The cost of access improvements will really vary considerably due to the type of work being done, the job size, and the contractor's availability. Access is one of the most important things to a property. If there's a dirt road that leads to your property but is really treacherous and you can't get by with a uh, standard car, then you might want to look at 
improving that access if it doesn't cost too much because generally you can get a really good bump in the value of the property if people can easily just access it with a regular car. Fencing. Adding fencing in certain areas is considered a viable option for improving the value of a property. In some areas, fencing is a typical value add tactic. In other areas, it's not common or even cost effective to do so. So you'll research the area that you are selling in to determine if adding fencing is viable. Now, does this typical buyer wanna see fencing in this area? If not, then uh, it may be a, a large expense that's not needed. Fencing costs will vary considerably due to the type of fencing, the length, the topography, and the availability of contractors and materials. A feasibility study. Now, a feasibility study is a report generally prepared by a local engineer to investigate zoning, building regulations, environmental concerns, and any potential concerns affecting the potential to build on a property. Feasibility studies are common in some areas where regulations or conditions make building on a property more challenging or complex. These studies are a viable value add option on higher end building lots that are unconventional in some way. Now conducting this study before you close on a purchase for these types of properties may make sense. If you do this study after you purchase a property and it's determined that the property is not buildable, then you're probably gonna be stuck with something not worth nearly as much as what you thought it could be. And the cost of these studies vary considerably due to the area, the complexity of building at the site, and the availability of engineering firms in the area. Uh, a good example of something like this would be a home on a cliff or waterfront or something like that in some of the states where there are a lot of regulations. So some of those lots can obviously be worth a lot, but they're only worth a lot if you can actually build a home on them. So doing a feasibility study in an area like that may make sense. Permits. Uh, getting permits to add value to a property can take many forms, such as a permit for septic, driveway, building, well, and more. As a land investor, you can add value by going through the permit application process to obtain a permit for various concerns. Receiving a permit from a municipality will remove doubts from the mind of a potential buyer and ultimately increase the property's perceived value. Each area has different concerns and removing those concerns by getting permits may make sense. The cost to get permits vary considerably due to the location and the potential need to involve contractors or engineers to facilitate the process. Another factor to consider is the time needed to receive the permit. Um, and that's what, that's what really comes down to in a lot of these cases. The permit process in some of these areas takes a long time. Uh, in other areas, it's pretty easy. You just go into the the county office and you fill out a form and then you, and then you get your permit. So depending how easy or, or difficult it is, you may want to consider getting permits for a particular building lot to increase the value of that property. Oil, gas, or mineral search. An oil, gas, or mineral rights search is a process of researching and evaluating the ownership of mineral rights, oil rights, or gas rights associated with a particular piece of land. These rights can be valuable assets, and it's crucial to know who owns them before any sale, lease, or development of the property. The title company will generally handle a search of these rights, but they usually will not ensure the availability of the rights. Now, in some areas, oil, gas, or mineral rights are a big deal. In other areas, this is not a typical concern at all. Conducting these searches in some areas may substantially increase the value of a property if it's determined that the rights uh, go with the property that you are selling. 
Now, an outside oil, gas, or mineral rights search firm can be hired to search to give additional clarity into the ownership rights. The firms will sometimes include additional insurance with their search service. The cost may vary, but paying $500 to $2,000 for these types of searches is typical. Changing zoning. Zoning is the land use or regulations for a particular property. Changing the zoning can significantly impact the value of a property in certain situations. It typically involves an extensive process with the municipality with multiple layers of approval. An example of a zoning change could be changing from residential to commercial zoning. And the cost of a zoning change may vary depending on the municipality, the potential need to use outside service providers, and the time needed to complete the process. Now, changing zoning is not a given. Uh, it's a kind of roll of the dice in a certain situation. You may reach out to the um, land use and zoning professionals that you're dealing with and ask them how feasible they think the zoning change will be before you actually go through the entire process to do so. I've had a property where I tried to change the zoning and they denied it. Um, so I was able to still sell the property and make a little bit of a profit, but it was not as dramatic of a profit as I thought it would be. So it's definitely not a given, but sometimes it may be worth rolling the dice and going through the process. Annexation is the process of adding territory to an existing municipality or city, usually through a voluntary agreement between the municipality and the property owner. Annexation allows the municipality to expand, increase its tax base, and provide additional services to the new area. Now, if your property shares a border with a desirable city, it may make sense to complete the annexation process. You may then have access to city infrastructure and more favorable zoning. Annexation varies in complexity, cost, and viability. Depending on the specifics, annexation may add significant value to the property. Should you do it? Value add projects vary considerably in cost, time, and the ultimate impact on the property's value. In this business, it's all about the numbers. Determine the cost and time needed to complete a particular value add project and determine if it's worth it. Evaluate the as-is value and estimated time to sell beside any proposed value add enhancements and come to a decision when you have all the information. For our business, the value add project must significantly increase the property's value or significantly decrease the projected time it will take to resell the property. 